Hello, and welcome to Not That Anybody Asked. My name is Katerina. If you don't know me, I've gotten quite a few new followers on my personal page and on the podcast page as well, just from people sharing it. And I cannot even begin to explain how much it means to me that you guys are sharing and liking. And it just, it literally makes me so happy. Like I said in my last episode, I am a theater kid at heart and I just love entertaining people. So the thought that you guys actually enjoy listening to me talk makes me so freaking happy. The Instagram explore page quote of the week is from a dose of reminders and it is you deserve the same happiness that you wish for others. I'm actually obsessed with that because I've been trying to think that way. I feel like for so long I was so supportive and wishing so much on other people and I forgot about myself. So we love that. I will share that on my Instagram page the day this comes out, which is Friday. And I did want to ask you guys something and I truly want your opinion. So please go to the Instagram and tell me what you think of this. I don't feel like I'm terribly qualified to give advice on anything really that deep. I mean, I am a mom and I'm a military wife and that's pretty much the credentials I have. But how would you feel if the last episode of the month was almost like a write-in advice question column? Honestly, I would love for it to be a bonus episode, but right now I'm trying to get my life together and all the kinks worked out of my scheduling. So I feel like possibly having it as its own episode would be nice. You let me know because again, I don't feel like I'm terribly qualified in much to give advice on, but I do have a heck of a lot of opinions. So I think I could probably give you an opinion on anything you could ask me. I feel like this last week went by so quickly. I don't know why, but I just feel like it went by really, really fast. All of a sudden it was Thursday and I was like, wow, where the heck did the days go? Today I went to Home Goods and I bought a mirror for my kid's bathroom. There are a lot of things in our house that the previous owners or probably the owners before them or even before them had done that I literally hate. But it's so expensive to try and fix so many things that I just can't even see straight on what I want to do first. I got a mirror from Home Goods. It was like $32 on sale. And when I brought it home, I realized it didn't come with any hardware to hang it with. No anchors, no screws, nothing. So I had to scrounge around in my garage to find an anchor and a screw that would fit. And when I tell you, I absolutely butchered hanging up that mirror. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Luckily, it's up there and it's sturdy-ish, so I don't think it's going anywhere, but it is very ugly behind, behind that mirror. I was FaceTiming my mom while I was trying to put it up and she was cracking up at me trying to push this way too freaking big drywall anchor into the hole. I mean, it was, it was a mess. But like I said, it's up, it's better. The mirror that I was replacing was absolutely ridiculous. It was almost like a towel rack looking thing with the mirror on it and the mirror could move up or down but it was so old and poorly put in that the mirror would not stay up so it just pointed down at the ground all the time my kids loved it because they could stand on their little stool and see themselves perfectly but it was just it was not the vibe so i replaced it all is well hopefully it doesn't fall off the wall last thing before i go into the topic of the week again while i was on facetime with my mom today you'll find out that that's a common theme of my life is being on facetime with my mother she was at my grandparents' house and she was going through all of my grandpa's old calendars. He literally took notes every single day of his life. You know those little like pocketbook calendar planner thingies? He legitimately had one for every single year and he saved all of them. So she was looking through them and she went all the way back to the literal day that I was born. And this is what he wrote on the day I was born. Went to hospital. Donna had surgery at 420. Katerina born at 445. Nine pounds. Thirteen ounces both healthy. Blues lost two to five, down one to three. If you don't know hockey, my birthday is in May, so that means that they were in the playoffs that year, and on the day I was born, they went down one to three for the series. I'll have to look up who they were playing and what the record was, because if they only lost one more game after that, I was just on the downhill for them. 
My mom sent me a bunch of other days, including my wedding, the day that my best friend was born, the day my sister was born. And it's just crazy. It's wild. I don't know if he ever thought someone would actually read these words, but he even wrote down what the weather was like that day. It's super cool. This week, I'm going to talk about the importance of a nighttime closing routine. I love calling it like closing shift, closing routine, something fun like that. It makes me feel like I'm in a restaurant or in a store. But in reality, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so this is where I work. So I guess I kind of am closing up shop. I feel like without realizing it, my husband and I had already kind of made a closing routine prior to having kids. Dishes are and always have been a non-negotiable for us. Our sink has to be clear before we go to bed. In the very first house we lived in, we didn't have a dishwasher, so we would rock, paper, scissors every night to see who had to do it that night. Flash forward to now, I have a whole ritual that I do before I go to bed. It usually starts about an hour after I eat dinner because I don't want to jump straight from eating into cleaning up. That's just not what I want to do. If you want to do that, go for it, but I just like to relax for a minute. We usually watch a movie or a show together as a family before the kids start their bedtime bath time stuff, so that's what we do usually. Around seven or so, once things are kind of settled, the kids are watching a movie, TV, whatever, I'll do the dishes. 99% of the time, one or both of my kids will come over to me and try and help me load the dishes. They do an absolutely atrocious job and I have to fix it before I start it, but I let them do it anyway because we're building confidence around here. I also like to say that I'm not raising idiots and that's a dig at myself because my mom didn't really make us do anything when we were younger, so I was the idiot that didn't really know how to load a dishwasher or didn't really know how to do laundry. So I will not allow my kids to be idiots like me. After I finish the dishes, I will go back and sit with them on the couch, watch some more TV, hang out until they take a bath. They usually start their bath time at 8 o'clock, and my very, very low sleep needs daughter doesn't go to bed until about 8.45 or 9 o'clock. I don't force them to clean up the playroom. I know that might be a hot take, but I just, I don't really care that much. So unless my daughter prompts herself or my son asks, I will just clean it up for them. After they're both in bed, I will go and I will clean up the playroom. All I really do is just put things back onto the shelf that we have in there. Our shelf is pretty small. We do a toy rotation, so there's really not that much out there. But sometimes things do transfer out into the living room, so I will take things from the living room, put them back in the playroom, organize it, that kind of stuff. I'll go around and pick up any clothes off the ground, get them into either the washing machine to start the load the next morning, or in the dirty clothes hamper in the hallway. I honestly just try and clear my visual spaces. So in the morning when I wake up, I first see our living room. So if there's a bunch of crap on the floor or in the hallway, it already clogs my vision for the day. And it's almost like I already have something to do. Like I already have number one on my to-do list, which is clean the living room, clean the hallway, whatever. And I don't want to do that. I want my number one to be wake up with my kids, make them breakfast. Truth be told, my number one is usually let out Felix slash let out the chickens because they will start yelling at me. But I digress. I just don't like to see clutter, see a mess right when I wake up in the morning. Pretty much everything I do at night is for tomorrow morning me. After I've kind of cleared the living room, cleared the hallway, I'll go into the kitchen and then I will clear off the counter, wipe it down, clear off the table, wipe that down as well. I try and vacuum underneath the table every night because if I don't get all the crumbs up from the day, that just, it makes me feel gross. I don't understand how they have so many crumbs if I'm being totally honest here now that I'm thinking about it. Not even everything we eat is crummy, but somehow they manage, they manage Either way, I clear off the spaces I'm seeing in the morning. So if I'm trying to make breakfast, where do you make breakfast? The counter. I don't want stuff on the counter because again, that just adds to another thing I have to do before I start the day. Some days, obviously, I don't do this and I honestly curse myself the night before because to me personally, there's nothing more annoying than when you're trying to do something and there's other stuff in your way. 
So if I have my belt bag or like a brush or something on the counter in my way for making breakfast, I'm automatically annoyed. After I make sure all of the dishes are in the dishwasher, so after I've cleared the table and cleared off the counter, all the dishes from dinner, sometimes from breakfast that I've honestly forgotten about throughout the day, are in the dishwasher, I start the dishwasher every single night, even if there's not that much in it. That might seem like a waste to some people, but honestly, I really don't care. Even if all that is in there are the six plates from my kids' meals of the day, I will still start the dishwasher. Once I have everything to my liking, how my future self will thank me, I grab my water bottle, fill it up, grab a snack, and retreat to my quarters. Now, this is a little bit different when my husband is home, but I don't rely on him being home because he often is not. But when he is home, I am in charge of the kitchen and the table, that kind of stuff, and he is in charge of the living room and the playroom. He is the picker-upper, the vacuumer, the feed-the-dog, the lock-the-doors. He is that guy. That is a system we have nearly perfected. We don't even talk about it anymore. We just divide and conquer as soon as the kids go to bed. Because not only does that make me feel like it's not my job, but it also gets it done faster so we can spend time together. But that is something that needs to be communicated. It needs to be talked about. So if you're listening to this and thinking, wow, my husband does not do that, tell him. No one can read your mind. I know that we want them to, but they can't. And so if you don't tell him what's bothering you or what you need help with, he probably won't know. And that's a whole other tangent because they should know, but sometimes they just don't. Their brains are not typically wired like ours are. My husband would not care less if he came out of the room and he saw a mess on the floor. He just wouldn't care. But he also doesn't stay at home all day. He doesn't have the running checklist all day, every day of what to be done around the house. And like I've said before, I'm not a huge clean freak, but I do like to have things tidy because, again, like I've said, my space just needs to be clear for my mind to be able to think. Either way, I digress on the relationship advice. If you want to hear more about that, let me know because I don't want to make anyone mad, but I also am very blunt. Some days it does take a little longer to clean up and get things kind of finished for the day than others. But either way, I will go to my room with my little snack and my full water bottle and I will turn the lights off of my room, like the big light is off, but I'll turn on our bathroom light so I can still see, eat my little snack like the goblin that I am, and then I will get up, do my skincare, brush my teeth, wash my face, all of that stuff before bed. I have the hatch rest. Oh, maybe it's not rest. No, I think it is. I think the kids are restore. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm restore. Mine is the hatch restore. Geez. I basically got it because I need a sound machine, like a child. Having children in my room for two years destroyed me, so now I need a freaking sound machine buzzing in my ear at all times so that I can actually sleep and stay asleep. Either way, that alarm clock is really cool because it has awesome sound settings, but it also has a nightlight on it, and it has about 400,000 different colors you can choose. My favorite is the peach color. It's like a light, orangey, reddy kind of color, and I will turn that on so that I can read for a little while. I'm really not a big fictional book reader, but I love a good self-help book. If I don't feel like reading, I'll turn on Friends or something to get me off of my phone in my hand. I know a TV is really not that much better, but honestly, it's better for the brain to just be turned off. Then after 20 or 30 minutes of reading or an episode or whatever I'm doing, then I'll go to bed. And that kind of wraps up the routine. I was going to say I wake up feeling rested, but I don't. I wake up tired, tired still. I do wake up before my kids, so my alarm starts going off at 6. Which, in theory, I could do all of these things I'm saying that I do the night before in the morning because I do wake up before the kids, but I don't want to. I want the time before my kids wake up to be about me and what I want to do. I want to make coffee. I want to sit in silence, kind of get my head on straight before I'm called mommy 400 times. So if you feel like you are trying to find a routine, maybe you feel like you're scrambling before your kids go to bed or after. You feel like you're staying up way too late. You have too much stuff that you feel like you need to do. If you're driving, please don't do this. But if you're sitting down, maybe go in your notes app, write down what's important to you. 
Do you like for your floors to be cleared off? Do you like the kitchen table to be empty? Do you like your countertops to be empty? Do you want clean dishes in the morning? Obviously, we all want clean dishes. That was not what I meant, but you, you know what I'm saying. Is that something important to you or do you want to run the dishwasher in the middle of the day? Either way, find two things that you feel are important for the functionality of your next day and start prioritizing just those two things. You can do them before your kids take a bath and go to bed, or you can do them after, or you can split them like I do. If you have a partner or a spouse or someone that you live with that you want to split these with, you can communicate that with them and tell them these are the two tasks I want to get done every night before we go to bed. Some other things you could include in that is making lunches for the next day, starting coffee in your coffee pot. Well, don't start it. It would probably be bad by the next morning, but putting coffee grounds in the top. As my kids get older, I'll involve them in this as well, like cleaning up the kitchen, doing all that kind of stuff. But the mess will be very different by the time that they're old enough to do this with me. Right now, it just isn't important to me to involve them in these things unless they offer. But that day will come. I'm sure of it. If it is something that's important to you to involve your kids, there's a lot of ways to get your kids involved with things. Like I said, I let mine fill up the dishwasher for me. It's awful. It stresses me out a little bit, I won't lie. But I let them do it because I want them to know it's a necessary task. I've said this before, but I like to let them see me doing stuff. Even though, like I said earlier, I was a little bit of an idiot. I wasn't really sure how to load a dishwasher properly or do laundry. I do have so many memories of watching my mom clean. I just wasn't forced to do it from a very young age. And I think that that was a good thing because I didn't come out into the adult world, whatever you want to call it, hating cleaning off the rip. Honestly, I only recently started hating it because my kids undo everything I do. So sorry, mom, for doing that to you earlier in life, I'm sure. Either way, find a good routine for yourself because I know some people thrive in chaos, but most of us do not. For a lot of people, being out of a routine actually just stresses them out and is absolutely not fun. That is me. I am one of those people. Routines don't always have to be rigid. That's why I'm saying routine instead of schedule because I feel like a schedule seems a lot scarier because it seems like there's almost a consequence for not doing what's scheduled, whereas a routine is just kind of a normal a baseline, something that you typically do. It can ebb and flow, things can be added and taken away when they're needed, but you always have that baseline to fall back on. So that is my routine. That's why I do my routine. And if you want to copy my routine, go right ahead. It's a good one. I think at least. I guess some people could be listening to this and thinking, wow, that's the worst routine I've ever heard in my life. And that's fine. We have different strokes for different folks. I know I've said it before, but I will probably continue to say it until the end of time. But I just want to thank you so, so much for listening to this. I don't think I can even put into words how much it means to me. I was so excited to do this, but I was also so terrified because I am terrified of failure. Failure and looking stupid are the two things that terrify me the absolute most. And I'm not going to lie, this is pretty much a recipe for both of those. But you guys have just come through right out the gate and I'm just so, so, so thankful. I'm sitting here in my closet with a tiny mic in hand, thinking about speaking to each one of you individually, and it just, it makes me so happy. Someone sent me a message after my second episode was released, and they said it felt like they were just talking to me in the car, and that is the goal. That's what I want this to feel like, like we're having a conversation, I'm your friend, we're just chit-chatting, so I genuinely hope it feels like that to you. As for the future of this podcast, I don't want to make too many big goals or promises or anything crazy like that because at the end of the day I am doing this by myself but I do want to have a few guests on here that will come with time because I want to work out the kinks make sure everything's solid on my end before I add other people into the mix but I feel like there are several people in my life that would have a lot to give a lot to tell you this might sound really like duh but I feel like my friends and the people close to me 
are such a vast array of different backgrounds and points in life that no matter where you're at listening to this, there's probably one of them that can relate really well to you. So I'm very excited for that eventually. Again, I don't want to like put a timeline on things because I don't want to stress myself out. Let's revert back to the fear of failure thing. So if I tell you I'm promising you something, I have to do it or I will drive myself nuts. Last thing, I promise, I hope that this length is good for you because I don't know how long I can speak to myself in my closet without going absolutely mental. But as an avid podcast listener, I feel like if things are over 30 minutes, it starts to become background noise. And while I know that what I'm saying is really not that important, that it can't be background noise, I don't want it to turn into background noise for anybody. So I feel like about 15 to 25 minutes will be the sweet spot for episodes. I typically listen to podcasts in my car, so not many places I go are more than 25 minutes or so away on the regular. So I feel like that's a pretty good spot to be at, a little chit-chat sesh before you're going wherever you're going. But you let me know how you feel about that. You can find this on Instagram at not that anybody asked podcast. My personal is at Katarina Strode. And I also did make a TikTok for the podcast. It's just at not that anybody asked. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you later.